0: It's good. Uh, I was uh, in front uh, of the barbecue. The kids were doing marshmallows. I had a beer with the wife and enjoyed this beautiful Wednesday.
1: And then I sent you a text because you goldfish.
0: And then you, you brought me to think, I uh, remember that it's not Wednesday today, it's Thursday today.
1: <laughs> That's vacation okay. mode. <laughs> yeah, and
0: for whatever reason I didn't get a notification from the calendar. So I need to look look at that in my watch. Um Oh that's the common watch, right? Yeah, I'd get other <laughs> notifications there, but not the yeah. um the, ca- the calendar. So we'll have to look at. Hello boys, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing great, looking forward to record with you. How about you, Michael?
1: I'm doing great, looking forward to record with you. Got me in train. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah I'm, I'm super happy to, to be back. And um, I mean, as everyone knows, we have had a little bit longer summer vacation Uh than was we were planning to have so uh, the episode that you're gonna hear today we actually recorded i think it was in june and we're in september now so we are just and this is quite often how we do our podcast episodes that we sometimes record sections and we stitch them together to to one podcast and sometimes of course we do it in, in one go but in this case we recorded the Episode in June and now it's September and now we just do the intro. But uh, we're all super happy to to be back, of course. And uh, today the episode is about photography. But before we go into photography, I thought we could just do the normal thing that we do on on every episode: just do a, a roundtable about what we're up to or what we want to 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 do. Let's start with you, Jens.
2: I have uh, retired my uh, iPad Stream Deck uh, thing.
3: Ooh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was so afraid there when you started to say, I have retired. And I thought,
2: (laughs) no, you're not that old. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I wasn't using it. So I finally uh, thought, well, that subscription, uh, I can easily uh, get it back if I, I want. So for now I'm, I'm without uh, Stream Deck. uh I got a new uh, monitor uh, several monitors uh, in, instead so so I have tried a, quite a, a lot of real estate on, 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 on the desk, and bringing also the ipad uh, on the desk was was too much
0: so so sorry, Jens, you have multiple monitors now
2: yeah uh, yeah tell us more. How how many? Is that five or? <laughs> oh, I, uh, a good friend of, of, of our podcast and, and friend of mine just knocked on the door one, one day and, and asked if, uh, the monitor he was having stored away, uh, if I could use that. So, um, I, of course, said yes and was trying to use this uh, new, uh, way of, of, of working where I, I have plenty of, of room uh, on, on the screen. Uh, and uh, I'm very pleased. Uh, that's, that's really so, but nice. You, you
1: had some, uh, you had some power things with that one. Wasn't there was some issues with it in the beginning? Is that solved now?
2: Uh, I, <laughs> I, I brought some, some, uh, the box to, to connect it to the USB-C ports on, on, on the laptop and it worked fine for an hour, and then it then, uh, gave some issues, but uh, then um, I did something with the cables, uh, turned it, uh, the box around, and uh, now I didn't uh, dare to, to move the box. <laughs> it's been working without any issues uh, for yeah for months now, so, so that was, that was really, really nice.
1: So how is that for you? Working at, and where are we in inches? And let me give us some. Tell Paint us about it. Paint the picture. It. Paint the picture. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What? Uh, I, I, I had this larger screen um, for yeah, what? What is it? I can't remember the, the specific details. Uh, Twenty-seven inches and uh, around that, and uh, quite wide, so you can have two documents uh, side by side.
1: So it's kind of an iMac Pro or something? Uh,
2: If I knew the details of uh, an iMac Pro. (laughs) It's 27. Okay.
1: (laughs) 27 inches of real estate. Yeah. 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 Okay. So does that change your workflow, the way you work? And do you have the laptop monitor in uh, clamshell mode, or is it it active? It
2: it is active, uh, but I don't use it.
1: So why don't you just uh, put it into clamshell mode? Yeah,
2: uh, I probably also do this after our recording. I've uh, I thought I would uh, use it much more, uh, mm-hmm. but you don't. No, no, uh, I, I've I've figured that out. Uh, that uh, well, uh, it's 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 enough with uh, with that on the screen.
0: one monitor for for me i would probably try to use it uh because it's one more space it's not just the the real estate because i i have multiple monitors and i quite used to have it but i have different applications on the different screens and on different places on the different screens sometimes i feel i could have even one more screen so i could you know have more applications in different spots at the same time so i don't have to the switch application. So, I, I really like to have a lot of space to place apps, even though I just work actively on my main monitor.
1: It's a balance on uh, how clean you want to have your desk. True. Uh, uh, you could actually put it in clamshell mode and mount the, the laptop under the table because you don't use the keyboard either, right? Or the trackpad. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And then you, the last man left the Stream Deck boat. So you yes. streaming away.
0: <laughs> I'm still on the stream deck. Are you still? Are yes. You still? And actually just as late as I think last week, I, I did some changes to it. So for me, I don't think it's going to go away because I'm not that bothered of clutter on my desk when it comes to things. It shows. Mean, <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> I have no problems having multiple screens. I mean, as long as I use it, I'm happy mm. to have it there. And I use my... Uh, my stream deck every day, so that's not yeah. going to go away from my desk. Multiple times every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have a laptop anymore.
0: No, I saw saw that. Tell us that story, Michael. Tell us how 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 much was, you love the Swedish
1: police. Uh, oh <laughs> man! I, I, first of all, I mean, I was in Stockholm together with my colleagues, and we were out in Gamla and having dinner, sitting there maybe eight, 10 people around the table in a nice little restaurant. I placed my back uh, on the inside, on the corner of the table. And, you know, just having a conversation with uh, two of my colleagues and oh, time passes, we get food. Suddenly, I was driving up to Stockholm early in the morning. So it was at nine o'clock. It, was, it has been a long day for me at yeah. that point. And I only had to drive for six to seven hours to get back to Copenhagen again, right? Or oh, to Transport. So... Mm. <laughs> I say goodbye to my colleagues, and then I look for my bag, and it's gone. Yeah, It's just gone. And uh, then I ask, hey, have you seen my bags? And no, it must be here. No, I think it's stolen. And uh, yeah, it was stolen. So, of course, I had uh, a tracker. Mm. I had an uh, air tag in it. So then I started tracking, and I could actually see where the bag was. We called the police. And they were busy with something else, and it was not important for them that uh, you know I've actually been uh, subject to theft in that restaurant with the uh, you know equipment for about uh, twenty-eight, thirty thousand Danish kroner in it. Yeah, the bag, the uh, yubi key, the uh, everything. You know, I had all kinds of things in that bag which I have when I travel. It was just all gone. And then the chief from the restaurant came out and said, oh, I have them on. Uh, I have it, this on video, and he showed us the surveillance video. There oh. was one camera in the restaurant, and it definitely showed how this guy sitting behind us distracting the, the waiters, and uh, just uh, goes yes. in on my side and just take the bag yes, to takes it out like the it rest. A it's smooth. He's
0: a done sense. it hundreds of times. That yes. thing. So really."
1: And he just leaves the restaurant with my bag and his own bag uh, and go to the lift. And that was the last I saw of my bag. So we called the police. And we said, we actually have the location on the guy. We have a tracking device in the back. Uh, that took a couple of hours before they said, okay, then we're going to go there. But they were not that easily convinced. So when oh. we come, you know, we had to walk. My, my colleague, Nicholas, and me had to walk for 15 minutes. And then I find the attack uh, dropped, on the, dropped on the street. But yeah. I still have the attack. That's the only thing I got you know, from the bag. Then uh the idiot or the thief forgets that I also had a pair of uh uh airport pros in the back. Mm. And uh, they also sent on the Find My Network, so I could actually see he was in Ogrin's garage mm. uh in the basement there, and uh, we could see he was there and we called the police against it, and now he's sitting here. Mm. Won't you come, but they were they were busy with something else. Yeah. Uh, so we started to go to the garage, but, but by the time that we get there, uh, uh, he is gone. Next time I track his location, he's on uh, some area of, of Stockholm where you don't want to go on your own. I forget the name. But uh, Niklas Nicholas certainly didn't want to go there and you know, I was just following his advice. And we called the police and said now he's here. We can see he's exactly in that building. And, uh, but they couldn't, they said to us, yeah, well, we can't really use that for anything because we can't go knock on, on everybody's doors. And in the meantime, we also sent the police the video so they could see Mm. the guy. So we track him for two days, call them every day, say, now he's here. Now he's Mm. there. He's probably living there. And I did some, Nicholas and I did some research and we also find his Facebook profile and his address and everything. And nobody did anything.
0: And that's just sloppy police work. That stuff like that just pisses
1: me off. Uh, Friday morning, I got an SMS from the Swedish police that they have uh, dropped the investigation because the quality of the video was not good enough. <laughs> 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 you saw the video; <laughs> it was <Yeah>. just, <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. So there goes my beloved uh, 14-inch MacBook Pro. Uh, probably somewhere now. I don't know. Uh, I used all the features on on the, on the Find My Network. And uh, you know, so I marked it as lost, and it was heavily encrypted and everything. So I'm not, I'm not that concerned my, that my accounts have been broken. But I also lost both by incident. I had both my UB keys in my back. and uh, that is a problem right now because I need to recover from a lot of cloud services where I use the UB keys, and I really don't have any authentication keys anymore. That's a problem. When they start yep. asking for it, and I can't give it, they will lock my account. So. We'll see where that goes okay. uh, right now. It hasn't happened, but uh, I need to find a recovery code or something from the key so I can now do something about that. Yeah. Um, so that was that. It was a really shitty day. And uh, by one o'clock in the morning, I said, okay, I kind of went through this process that, uh, that I had to, you know, let that laptop go. And my and you know Martin the bag the dry bag that I had yeah right? yeah yeah and we are the only ones <laughs> that yeah. have these bags that I have ever met. It's a fantastic bag. It's a fantastic bag, and I don't have it anymore, and I miss it a lot, and I hate that scumbag who did this because he can't use it for anything. Uh, it's just but he's yeah.
0: probably ditched the bag, don't you think? Yeah, he ditched the bag and took the Mac, but he can't he use the mag. and the
1: gold he, he had. No, what I really don't understand is why the Swedish police. You know, don't do anything on it. No, that's just crazy. And I mean, I tell you, my my Swedish colleague Niklas was really persistent on uh, calling the police and mm. you know, really being not aggressive but really pushy on them. Right? You need to yeah. do this. You need to do this. I want to have a hearing on this, but nothing has happened. That's just Stockholm police. Yay. the same thing would probably has happened in Denmark. Needs to be said, but it was really ooh.
0: Yeah, that's our tax money. They mm. pay a lot of it, and they don't care. <laughs> no, they don't. But do you get anything on insurance or thing, anything like that?
1: No. I don't? No? Don't, because I was not uh, traveling with an airplane or anything. I was just taking uh, my car and blah, blah, blah. So I had no insurance for it. And my employer don't either. So that's just a lost laptop. Used in their service and stolen by some dude in Sweden. Mm. Too bad. That's
4: shite.
1: Yeah. Be stoic. So, yeah, I was very stoic about it. And and uh but you know, I was still having this ambition that, you know, at least some influence on the Swedish police was possible mm. to generate, but that was nothing happened. It was just ridiculous, waste of time. Yeah. So I had to let it go. And uh it was a very long drive home from Stockholm. That morning from one o'clock I was home at seven, so you know, out on, on the early hours of the day, I was got very small eyes and passing Yunshu and Vetran and mm. Venan and
4: all that. So, yeah, a long day. Hmm? What about
1: you? Are we going hiking soon or what?
4: Uh, there was a bird
0: that was whispering in my eye, my, not my eye, my ear. <laughs> 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 he was pecking my eye. Oh, uh, Yeah, we're going to hike in just a few days. It's gonna be super. I'm super excited, and the wife is super excited too. I mean, she went and bought a new jacket today. She spent like three thousand Swedish kroners to buy a rain jacket. Oh, and she, she ordered food uh, a few days ago. It hasn't arrived yet. Um, so, um, <laughs> as well. So, uh, it's it's gonna be amazing. So, we're gonna. What hike. is
1: that in kilos?
0: The food. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's. Um, because it wasn't dry food she bought, so it's something else. Uh, so it's a little bit more heavy, but it's probably uh, two kilos, maybe, in total. We'll see.
1: We'll see. Now, I don't have to carry a laptop anyway, right?
0: <laughs> no, but we'll carry something else, right? <laughs> yes, we
1: will. Yeah. So we're going to hike in uh, Emil country. Exactly. Y- Emil Lönneberg. <empowered> <audio> <audio> <Bottle Cara-Bale." audio> yeah. Yeah. So, That's going to well, be great. Is. And speaking of that, we will take pictures from that hike. So, just leading up to the episode that we are having absolutely, today, absolutely,
0: absolutely. And I'm gonna film uh, as well. So, Michael is gonna take the picture; that is responsibility. I'm gonna, I'm gonna film, and I'm also. I, I need to to talk about my one of my latest purchases.
2: Of course, uh, <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've been waiting the since the beginning of our recording. Uh, when when will you crack and and talk about the uh... Talk about it. Let's my little, drone. Let, let's yeah, see my little
0: drone. Yeah. So, I I I went and I just I just had to buy a drone. So now I have one more <laughs> camera that I will not mention in this episode. It's actually the camera on the drone. So, I, I bought a small uh, DJI Mavic Mini Pro. So it's a really really small drone. It weighs uh, under 250 grams when it's uh, ready to fly. Which means that um, you potentially would be able to fly it without a drivers, uh, without a drone card, and without mm. uh, anything. But there is this little caveat that most people don't really know that it's, it has a sensor, which means it has either audio or video sensor, which then enforces you to have a uh, a drone the card. License. <laughs> yes, and I realized that uh, like the day after I bought the drone, and I was planning to use it to, uh, in the upcoming weekend, so I had actually to take a drone card. So I, I have a driver's license for drones, <laughs> and I can actually fly pretty heavy drones now. So
1: does that does that I mean that I won't be allowed to to fly your drone in the weekend?
0: Uh, I, I actually don't know. I don't think uh, you you are allowed, but if you're not hmm. telling anyone, yeah, so okay. then no one will know. So officially you're not flying the drone. But uh, so that that's how, uh, how
1: how persistent to wind is a light drone like that. I mean, how windy can it be?
0: It is actually fairly good. Uh of course if there is a really heavy wind, it's it's going to be affected. But for I mean, I've been out flying when there is wind and um, and you can fly with it. You just need to be, think about the wind directions because the wind will push it uh, on, on the side. How but much
1: flight you, time does it have?
0: Around 30 minutes per battery, and I have three batteries. Oh, that's cool. So that's, that's a lot of time. You get a lot of video on those uh, 90 minutes, minutes if you yeah. have it up in the air all the time. Mm. And uh, it's, it's, it's super easy to fly. It's like driving a train almost. It's like so steady. It's so easy to drive. Uh, the only thing I was a little bit worried about was landing and starting, but now I just start and land from my hand as well. So it's, it's super easy to, to, to do. You, you learn so quickly. And it's so fun because there is a 4K camera inside yeah. that can do 10-bit color. Uh, I mean, it can do raw video. It's amazing. It's
2: so good. And the it looks uh, quite good. The, what you have taken uh, the yeah. pictures or the the video. Uh,
0: the, the the hard thing with actually taking drone pictures in Sweden is that I cannot publish pictures and videos because we need to have an approval from the state because it's air photography. So you can see protected things like military installations and things like that. There are some you you, you can. Go on the side of these rules a little bit, depending on on how the pictures looks like. So if 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 you don't show the horizon and things like that, you, you can mm. potentially be, use them without approval. But I have sent in recordings for approval, and it takes a long time to get get them back approved. So
1: no, it's, that's not, the, the it's not about doing it's not about uh, trying to create a YouTube channel that you have right now. Put that link in the show notes, yeah. With breaking news, at least, right? Because the Swedish government is approving everything.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, uh you you can use it, and that is of course why I have it, so I can get a different angle to, mm. to that story that I tried to build. Mm. But it's just that you need to be ahead, you need to plan ahead. Yeah. So it's not like I can go out with a camera tomorrow and release at the weekend, if I go through the camera tomorrow and the drone tomorrow, it will take five, six weeks until I have, have something that I can actually push out.
2: Wow. So that's a little bit like, ah. Mm. <laughs> so there was quite a lot of uh, admin stuff that uh, wasn't expected before the purchase. True. <laughs> <laughs> the funny
0: thing was, I, I decided on the Sunday evening that, yeah, I'm going to buy that drone. I'm, I'm going to buy that drone.
1: Monday, you got it.
0: But I will wait until tomorrow morning to do it because now it's too late. So then I went to bed and the next morning at 6 a.m. I went up, took the dog out and came back with the coffee. I sat in front of the computer and I placed a purchase. And when I was about to check out, I looked at the price. And no, there, there is something wrong. I must have chosen the wrong drone because it's two or three thousand less than it was yesterday. Oh, and then they had a drone campaign going <laughs> <laughs> just started the same day. I had no clue about it.
1: Long <laughs> it was live s- procrastination! Yes, <laughs> super happy
0: about it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's my. Um, uh, so it was almost free. <laughs> well, <laughs> when, when I talk with the wife, it was almost free. But my my uh, my pledge to to not buy more stuff for a while well that didn't work that well did it
1: no it didn't
0: <laughs> and I haven't even talked about the the glass but <laughs> I, we can talk about that another day
1: that's on maybe on episode two about photography uh, yeah we can take that, that we can take that on well just a bit, before we go into the episode uh, there's a question I want to know because uh, before our summer break. Uh, Jens now has left uh, the stream deck. has he also left Google?
2: I'm really uh, happy that uh, you ask and uh, I'm very happy to to tell that uh, martin said uh, these uh lot of newsletters coming in uh, just get rid of them and uh, just uh, cancel 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 so I've been cancelling uh, very uh much of the all, all the, the google mails i have the difficult things have you closed your account no because the. the
1: oh, why, are you, of- why, why are you why why are you canceling your subscription why don't you just don't care close your account uh resubscribe to the ones on your new mail that you have
0: there is a reason for that michael
1: okay i want to know
0: because i didn't close my one of my accounts either because you want a google account there is a value to have a Google account because some services require Google. So you need a Google account.
1: Which services?
0: YouTube. Yeah, If you want to post to a YouTube channel, you need that. Mm. And then there is an auxiliary service around that that uses it. And I think it's really bad uh, for services to force Google, uh, Mm. Google accounts, but it happens. Unfortunately, it happens.
2: For 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 me, it was mostly a lot of old people. Uh, uh, I need to to contact them and and uh, have them to to send to my new address.
4: Mm. They, I'm
2: pretty sure a lot of them uh, was not able to just uh, figure out uh, out of office reply. We're but uh, I, I'm yeah. But almost no uh, mail coming in. At uh, your uh, Google account, so uh, I I don't check it uh, very often, but um, and it's so nice that uh, the the proton mail have all the um, all the things I, I I need, and I don't get uh, a lot of mails uh, coming in, so I'm I'm able to to handle all the incoming mails. Um, this uh, this newsletter tip, uh, Martin. I really appreciate it.
1: No, you should appreciate the fact that we convinced you to leave Google.
2: <laughs> That's what you should appreciate. I'm also appreciating that, of course.
0: All right. So guys, uh, our poor listeners have now been waiting for us, jabbing around here about uh, a lot of things for the twenty. 20- minutes yep. or so uh, let's uh, let's jump into today's episode and uh, we are so happy to be back and uh, let's uh, make sure that we can publish the part two of, of this photography uh, episode in two weeks so until um, yeah let's just let's let's just stop there and let's go to the episode so uh, in the previous uh, podcast, we all talked or we came into this uh, topic of photography and that we all all like uh, that topic. So we, we thought that we we're going to do an episode that is a little bit different than what we usually do and actually start talking about photography and photography from our point of view and how, what we do and how we
2: do and what we use and so on.
0: Right, guys? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah.
2: um, when we say photography, we also include video.
0: Yes, I, I would say that's a very, very big thing because, yes, I have a camera, but my, my main, I think, entry into this discussion will be from the video point of view. And that's going to be maybe a little bit different uh, compared to if you're doing more of, of the, the still pictures.
1: Mm. That's yeah. at least my thought. It's definitely a different workflow and a different output, right? It is uh, probably, I don't know anything about video. It would be, yeah, completely okay. different. Okay. Then uh, so there teach will me, man.
0: <laughs> likely be something new for you to, uh, mm-hmm. to yeah. pick up on uh, or, yeah, and see. So why is photography such a good thing? Why should anyone care? or Why do, do we care about yeah. photography?
2: For for me at least, uh, uh, I've been using a camera almost since I could uh, walk, or at least it, it feels like uh, that way. My my father and mother taking pictures uh, all my life. Um, yeah, so so, so uh, it was from uh, the old glass plates. No, <laughs> all, all, almost. <laughs> Yes, stay uh, still. Five five hour exposure time. <laughs> it's uh, it's it wasn't exactly black and white uh, as I no. remember the world <laughs> <laughs> from my childhood. Um, no, but but uh, it's it's just been been around. Uh, so for for me, it's just a natural thing, uh, and and I I think it helps me see some 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 details and and remember. Uh, events and 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 places. Uh, that's the way I I usually um use photography. I I bring a camera when when I'm around. I I don't uh, go on a on a walk to to take pictures, but I mm. go on a walk and bring the camera. And if I see something I I like, I I then take a picture. So 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 for me, it's it's like. A, a way of seeing the world, seeing the world
0: through the viewfinder. Yeah, I can I can relate. I in in the past I did a lot of of uh, picture photography, and then I could actually uh, go out and just have as a sole purpose just to take pictures. That that was the whole goal of me going out. So photo excursions, and I also did a lot of. Um, picture oh uh, sorry it travels uh, that was just because i wanted to take pictures so one time for example i went up to the nor- uh, north of norway mm. north of trondheim and i drove up there by car and it took forever and mm-hmm. when i got there i was sitting still for three days in a in a hide just to take uh, photos of eagles in the yeah. mountains um and then i was driving back so uh, for me it's it's been like very specific to actually go out and take pictures for the picture sake. But nowadays it's not like that. Nowadays I actually do things and I bring my camera with me when I do things. And then I do whatever I wanted to do. Uh as one thing and the extra thing I get with me is the 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 photos uh, or the videos in my cases. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. How about you, Michael? <laughs> well, oh, it's a long it's a long story for me. I'll try to keep it short. Um I also grew up with all these uh, black and white pictures, and you know, just about the only pictures I have, for example, of my father is in black and white. Uh uh, you know, that I made into JPEGs when I shot the images when I saw them, and so I had a copy. Then later on i really i had a camera when i was in the navy and i was when i was uh when i was spending a year at greenland and that was an old film camera uh and we had a no we had this uh this uh, dark room where we could uh, mm. uh, Create our photographies. There's uh, on these ships uh, so many uh, strange things, but there was definitely a room where you could go into the dark room and and uh, create your photographs, and that was really funny. Uh, so that was basically where I where I uh, started with photography. But that was that
0: was the, uh, the 35 millimeter, yeah, you know, was, yeah. black and white that you developed.
1: Uh, <laughs> I I'd... 35 millimeters, black yeah. and white, very standard.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I did the same I had all the uh, equipment when I was uh, uh in gymnasium so mm. would that be when I was 15 16 17 years old um I converted my my dad's uh bathroom t- to a dark room every mm. now and then and then and I actually went in there to develop my film and to 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 take out the, the pictures or or you know do the copies of the of the pictures so I have been doing that too, and that is something that I sometimes miss to be in the dark and and feel the smell of all the different
1: chemicals. chemicals. Yeah, yeah. I actually still have a, a film camera. I don't know if it's working, but I have a. I think it's a Russian Russian film camera that I have in in, uh, in lying here in my photo drawer. Yeah, but I remember there's it's funny with photography because there are also some images that uh, you know sometimes you should just enjoy the moment and I have a little story from uh, my time at uh, my first time visit to to Greenland when uh, we've been away for some month and I was you know, missing home, missing friends, and I was standing on the helicopter deck just uh, looking out on the Denmark street between uh, Denmark and, oh, sorry, Greenland and Iceland. And then suddenly, in this uh, late hour on a summer day, this big blue whale just dives out. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe 30, 40 meters away from the from the ship. And it was just, you know, and you just that you see this, enormous animal which could be 50 60 70 years old just dive out of the water and just lying there and just following the ship nice and Mm. close and you know i was completely stunned and then you know i went down to my locker full speed ahead down to my locker get my camera and guess what happened when i came back to the helicopter it was gone yeah yeah so you know the only thing I was sorry about is that I missed those three minutes right but um, so there's also (laughs) situations that uh, that you cannot photograph and they will just have to live as a memory which is fine yeah then later on I uh, uh, in close to the 2000s my sister was uh, 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 became a photographer a professional photographer and that was very inspiring for me to see how she worked and what she worked with and it's been a source of inspiration for me for, for ever since. Uh, and then, you know, at some point I, I bought my own camera and I was not different than that I'm in now. So I bought a big Canon uh, EOS 5 Mark II. <laughs> and of course, a yeah. battery extension on it and everything, right? And I used that for some years and I used it over time to tell yeah, stories. But that was still tell a stories. film, film it, camera. No, it it was it was digital. That was a digital camera. Hmm. Um, That was my first. Actually, it was my. I had some small pocket cameras and stuff, but you know, I never really used them. Yeah. But then I got this big bulky thing hanging around my neck, and uh, then after that, it kind of just stuck to me, and it has been a source of. If we get back to the why, is that sometimes I want to tell a story. Uh, if there's a subject that interests me or group of people or whatever, uh, I want to, to maybe document that and then make a series or make it into a photography project. And I have in my, in my H1 that I need to identify a new project on my horizon one, uh, that or horizon two, sorry, that I want to, to, to go into. So for me, it's about concentration and. Taking the time to compose something, develop an idea, and you know, and instead of just taking one photograph, maybe taking 20 that I'm really happy of are about the same in that storyline. So that's, that's why I do it. And it's a good process for me.
3: Mm. Yeah.
4: So that's why I take photographs. So let's
2: move on to our favorite motives. Mm. And, and, and for me, it's nature
3: mm.
2: and, and, and outside, uh, maybe, uh, buildings, uh, when I'm on vacation or as a scenery. And, um, I, I would love to take more pictures of, of, of animals and especially birds. That usually requires, uh, Assume lens that uh, has not been within reach uh, for 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 me up up until now. So um, I'm 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 still waiting. I have a, a zoom lens and I take pictures. And luckily, we have more and more pixels to <laughs> to 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 work with when um, when when we're able to 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 do some some zooming uh, afterwards um, and. Then I just need to take pictures of 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 things that are big enough uh, to.
1: How about how about sitting down in near the lake or wherever your location is for four hours, being freezing cold and just wait until that uh, animal comes close enough. Yeah, but but it's <laughs> you're gonna it's, love that
2: picture. <laughs> it's yeah, of course, but it's we 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 have this. Uh, uh, eagle, uh, uh around where I, I live and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's quite huge, but thinking that I'm able to, to be that close to it, um, uh, I think it's too difficult for, for me. I, I have some picture of it and, and, and luckily digital zoom afterwards with yeah. the, on top of the zoom uh, made it a, a, a good picture, but I, I would prefer a, a really, Will you pick zoom? How about uh,
0: borrowing my uh, uh, something up to four hundred millimeter zoom? Would, would mm. that be something for you You're to both uh, and get can. closer to your uh, to your bird? I
2: I have I have to uh, a and, and Nikon uh, two hundred millimeter zoom already. So
1: so four hundred millimeters.
2: <clears throat> it's a little closer
0: a yeah, little bit light. closer yeah and I also have a 1.4 and a
4: 2.0 adapter so it can be 800 millimeters but then you need mm-hmm. a lot of light of course because it will be swallowing a bit of light
0: and as a matter of fact it has a Nikon F um,
2: connection so if you want to borrow that lens I, I'll, just let me know <laughs> I, I will next time we'll see <coughs> each other i I bring the gear and we can make a, t- a test and see. It will definitely work. It will uh, work, man. Yeah, yeah, and see the 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 difference and see my my face going whoa and uh, yes, just rushing to yes, thank you. <laughs> and I, of course, I would like like to to, to try uh, coming closer to to my beloved birds uh, to take pictures. I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Mm-hmm. That was one thing. one good thing that came out of this recording already? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super cool. So, uh, yeah. What about, what about you, Martin? What is your favorite?
0: Yeah. So, if if we look backwards in time, it's been definitely nature and uh, specifically animals and birds. And it is a, a lot of work to to get those pictures that you want to get and. So so i I've been working a lot with hides, and I also have been renting hides uh, where I've been able to sit so uh, mm-hmm. one time, for example, I went up I think it was in the end of March uh, to uh, the cranes. you know there's uh, the birds with the long legs they come in in mm-hmm. the end of March and they land up at sjön in Sweden, and there is hundreds of them, and maybe thousands sometimes mm-hmm. and they have hides you can can sit in, but you need to go into this hide. I think at the latest 2 a.m. in the morning. And then they let you out when it's okay for you to leave. And that's usually 6, 7 the evening after. Um, <laughs> but I got some Great. fantastic pictures doing that. And uh, that's when I also got the experience of the bucket. And I will not tell you more about the bucket, <laughs> but that's an experience you get when you're in a, in a hide like that. Uh, I also went to Norway, as I said, for this three day, and I went to uh, take a lot of other bird photography. Um, I was up in the north part of Sweden somewhere uh, where I was in a bear hide as well. Mm. So I was, uh, I think, 25 meters away from a Swedish brown bear. And I have pictures of that, which is quite amazing to uh to be able to get those pictures so so that it's when i took pictures it was a lot of nature a lot of animals and specifically birds yeah but nowadays i am doing more of video so there is actually two different type of videos i love of course to record the family but i i also still i love nature it's something specific with nature i do a lot of recordings out when i'm out and about but uh, yeah there hasn't been much output of that yet but uh, that's what i like to do mm. so nature and animals
1: mm-hmm. how about you michael yeah. is it nature and animals for you as well no it's not i mean i do it now and then but but when i really want to to create the uh, pictures i uh Love to take portraits. Uh, And especially, you know, of course, of the kids. Uh, Love to play and train my, you know, uh, train my tool, which is my Fuji Fuji camera. But what I really enjoy doing is uh, the combination of making a series and photographing people I don't know. Yeah. So in all kinds of uh, strange situations. uh, I also do street photography. I love to capture a moment in Copenhagen or also the other way around, just a single person out in nature somehow. But uh, I'd like to have people in my photographs. Mm. That's just me. Uh, But the the real pressure thing is that uh, I put a few photographs in the, uh, in the folder on the, uh, on the paint bucket, and you will see a few guys really brutal looking, Right. (laughs) So uh, some years back, I did a series on homeless people in, in Copenhagen, and I followed them for a year. And, you know, you really meet some strange characters. Uh, and the challenge I gave myself was to ask these individuals if I could take their photograph. I promised them to give them a copy of the photograph. And I also, you know, spent at least half an hour sp- talking with them getting to know them, finding out uh, who they were, what was the story, what was the story they would like to tell me. Um, Mm. And that's, so it's, you know, it is both the combination of taking a photograph and then also approaching people that you don't know and which initially would scare you a little bit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Did you ever get any of those pictures published somewhere?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, in uh, in Denmark we have this newspaper called Who's for B, mm-hmm. which is a newspaper for homeless people. It's sold by homeless people, and it's about their situation. Yeah, and and at the time I was at Flickr, I had this uh, series published, so that was published. I also had some yes, and that was that was a big thing for me, right? To get you know, to get on their website and they linked to it and they wrote about it and everything. So that was kind of. The bonus that I really enjoyed—it was not not about getting paid or anything. It was just publishing it. And uh, I also, once upon a time, was on the Apple website with a uh, an iPhone picture for a few months. So, yeah. So I have uh, had some publishing, but that's not the intent. Basically, it's just to try to create that. The, can you see the pictures, Martin?
0: Yeah, yeah definitely that's why i asked when i saw the the homeless guy um that because that is a really beautiful picture
1: yeah which one of them because there are two is the guy with the hand in his head uh yeah yeah and that is actually taken in uh copenhagen central station where you were some weeks ago yeah and i was there i think it was november it's uh, some years ago 2015 or something and this guy was just uh walking around with a uh, a woman, just annoying people. he was really you know provoking people, and he was on drugs, and he was you know yeah really provoking and then at some point he sat down and you know I took a deep breath, and I went over to that bench and sat down with him and said, "You know, just ask him, why do you do that?" and then we started to have a conversation, and I told him that I had a camera in my back. And I would like to take a photograph of him. And we were just just chatting. At the moment that I take the picture, he just said, the only thing I really miss is some love. (laughs) That puts the picture in a completely different context, right? Absolutely. It was a Swedish guy uh, uh, from somewhere, you know. And you can look at him. that That is a pretty tough life that he has lived so far. What would you say? mid-twenties uh, up to the thirties somehow something like that maybe
0: yeah I would guess so they probably look a little bit older than what they
1: really are exactly and if you notice in the back of the picture there's this uh typewriting. yeah that, you know there's this this uh, billboard with this starter here starting yeah. here begins here and you know when I came home with the uh, with the raw image I was just you know, I didn't know how good the picture actually was before I started to, you know, manipulating it a little bit, putting in more light and making it in black and white, all that post-processing. Yeah. And then I see this starts here. And I was just, you know, putting that into combination. And, the, and there's a few letters that you can't see because of his shoulder. So I had to go back the, the next day <laughs> to see what is actually written on that. And then it says, leave the starter here or life begins here. Yeah. And that was just kind of powerful. But what was on the poster was uh, it was actually a billboard for dating.dk, which is a dating site in Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> Full of a lot of contrast. Yeah. 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 So those are some of the pictures that I really like to take. I also like to take photographs of people that work with a craft, you know, uh, blowing mm. glass and, you know, doing woodwork or something. I like that. Yeah. Mm? Cool,
4: yeah. Nice picture. It's powerful, at least.
2: Where do we find inspiration? I I look a lot at pictures, but uh, I haven't. I'm not looking for for a, a thing to 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 copy or or, uh, or seeing a picture and saying, "Wow, yeah. I I need to to take a picture like that." I just see a, a a lot of good pictures and and enjoy them and and remember them. So, so when I'm around, I I probably unconsciously see situations and 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 things I I like to to copy. But but I'm 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 not sitting with a, a photo book and uh, saying I I need to 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 do a. a a picture like that, um, but it could be
1: it could be like you. Now that you photograph nature, and I know that you live in a very lovely area with a lot of beautiful nature around you, and, and I know you really care about that particular area. You know, it could also be the inspiration of the nature ceramics that you have that want you to make some pictures, not to copy a picture or anything like that, but right. you know, that kind of inspiration. How would you express that? The beauty of the of the hood that you have and are living in in a photograph. So that's when I wrote this. How do we find inspiration? That was more like what I meant. No, what makes you take the camera and trigger the shutter?
2: I, I just try to remember to to bring the camera and have it with me. Um, mm. I, I I saw on on the bookshelves that. I, I have a quite a lot of of book about uh, nature or, or people going into nature. So I've I've seen quite a lot of, of pictures, and I remember going up north uh, in in Sarek and, and and seeing pictures from from uh, uh, the Swedish photographer Edwin uh, Nilsson uh, and seeing his fantastic pictures and and going around um, and, and were able to, to, to buy a, a copy of, or, or two of, of his great pictures and bring them home to, to see. That's, that was quite nice.
4: I, I think I'm, I'm quite similar. Um,
0: what, what I do is I, I got a lot of inspiration from YouTube, uh, since i'm more into video and it's not that i want to um to copy someone else it's that uh, what i'm looking for is different ways of telling a story and and how how do you tell a story if you're out in nature and doing something how, how what, what what type of shots can you take i mean what, what can you do uh, so, so that is the the things that I'm looking for. So uh, there is a, a Swedish YouTuber called Pieto Persson, who is uh, a, a magnificent videographer, and he is taking really nice photos. and He he's one of these guys that loves to to wander and do packrafting in the in the mountains in the north of Sweden, and and he does really nice movies. But he also tells a story. With his uh, with the, the way he films, so that is really inspiring for me to see how he do that. Uh, I don't want to do the same. No, you will tell that your own story. Or, we'll tell I want to tell my story. own story, but exactly. I, I can can get some techniques that he is doing, and I get inspired of that. And then I can see other YouTubers as well that is doing their things and say, ah, oh, that guy. I don't like what he did there, but this other thing is fantastic. Mm. Uh, that can be very very inspiring or and then you can you know you get these different influences and you you build and tell your own story so so that is where i i find inspiration Hmm. i i don't i don't think i have much inspiration in the way to actually take my camera and get out i i think that comes naturally for me but what i've done is actually quite lately find ways to Make my camera more accessible. So when I'm out in the forest, the the camera should be easily accessible. I mean, it shouldn't be in my backpack or hanging around my neck or or something like that. It should be in a place where where it's not in the way, and I can get it off and and film very, very quickly. So so that is something that I've been been looking at, finding different ways of doing some good uh, and some maybe not so good. So what do you, uh, do
1: you
0: do? Well the the f- the first thing I did was um I found these uh small screws that is the um, has the is it, one quarter inch uh screw so you can put it under the camera and there is a small uh ring attached to the screw and then I used our, our, our a carb- carbiner to just mm-hmm. touch it but that is not super good to get off and the camera is really like dong dong dong, dong back and forwards yeah. when you walk yeah. so that's that's not so good um and then i found actually um a clip from a company called peak design mm-hmm. and that's a small clip that you just can put in your belt and then you just have a small plate underneath your camera like um the like a, uh you know one of these plates and, and you can just slide it into this clip and it yeah. takes one second to get it out so I have two of those one in my belt and one on my my shoulder strap on the backpack when on I'm, backpack.
4: I'm
0: yeah. hiking so it's always quick to get uh, get to so i of course I have the camera but I also have a microphone on top of the camera which makes it a little bit bulkier so that's why I definitely not it would not work to have it under my my uh, my neck and I don't like to have things around my neck either so so that's just uh, make it easy, make it flawless to get the camera and to start the camera. It should it should go without
1: thinking. It's funny to hear these uh, different needs yeah. because I would uh, if I take my camera hiking, which I do now and then, uh, and this is the, the the Fuji camera I'm talking about here with lenses and all. Mm. Um, you know, I don't mind it being in the back pack. I, You know, it's fine for me if it takes a little while. And uh, dep- it really depends on what you want to shoot. Yeah. Right? And, would,
0: and remember here, you're shooting pictures. Yes. I'm shooting video. So that yeah. I think that is a big difference. So If I were taking pictures, I th- think it actually would be very similar. That I wouldn't be so annoyed if it was deep in my backpack and I needed to stop, take the backpack off, take the camera out, and maybe then
1: shoot. Yeah, but it, it, you know, it could be the same if you're taking pictures, right? It depends on what is it you want to capture. If you want to instantly be able to capture an animal, you, you, if you want to, yeah. for uh, you know, film animals, of course, there's a requirement that it needs to be easily available. But it would be the same thing if you were having a you know a, a camera hanging around your neck. It, it would be the same requirement for accessing that. That device, right? So you can really take that shot when the animal is right there, because there's no chance it's going to be there for half an hour before you put or your tripod up minutes. and everything. <laughs> or three minutes? No, exactly. until the whale goes under again. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh. yeah. No, and that—that's the the case. Uh, that's why I, I um, actually why I started to to look at different ways of actually being able to to connect my camera in good ways, because uh, around my my neck it will never be. That's just, mm-hmm. it doesn't work for me. It's so oh. uncomfortable. Oh. Um, and I was out hiking and there was a deer walked out on the road like 20 meters ahead of me. And he just stopped and he watched, st- stood there and watched me and the dog. And I was like, camera, uh, gimbal, uh, everything, you know, I was doing all of this stuff. And it took like 25 seconds and I was able to start filming. But th- that is, I mean, 22 seconds too long. <laughs> he was still there, so I got him, but mm-hmm. it was a really, you know, nervous few seconds there.
1: Yeah, and it's everything, it's everything, right? If you don't, if you mess around with your, with your equipment, oh, that guy may be gone, right? So, oh, yeah. You've got, you got your moment, I'm gone, like my will. So how, what's, uh, where do you find your inspiration, Michael? I, I've, I've, I've spent many years on Flickr, uh, which was mm. uh, something that we haven't talked about on the social media exit, but that was also a site I left. So I had uh, photographs uh, lying there uh, of the children and all the homeless and whatever I took uh, f- since 2010. Uh, and at the time where Flickr was really an interesting site, was when there were group discussions with, because people were there for photography. It, it was a bit more than just liking a picture. They actually wrote about how did you compose that picture or like the composition. Maybe you could do little and of so giving, uh, you know, practical critique that you could use for something. But that then, you know, Yahoo just completely blew it and removed the group conversation features. And I don't know why. Probably because they couldn't make any ads on it. I don't know so so uh I spent a lot of time discussing with other amateur photographers, yeah uh, and uh, some of us has moved into Twitter and we're still hanging around there so like uh mass for example is no there's a few old Twitter people that I or Flickr people that I'm that I'm still uh exchanging photographs with them yeah and also doing doing a walk now and then because I actually do that uh you know I can Easily take my car or the train into Copenhagen on a late afternoon and stay there to find the spot I want to shoot and find that moment and have the patience for it. So I very much get inspired by, you know, locations or photographing people, photographing life. That's yeah. often the story I want to tell. And that's very easy. It's very accessible. And, and you know, sometimes I have, uh, very discreet camera with me. Depends where I go. Sometimes it's just you know, in the city of Copenhagen, there's a, a peaceful city, so you can just shoot whatever you want, right? But if you go out into the suburbs or the the more uh, rough areas of Copenhagen, sometimes it's good just to have just a camera accessible, but uh, but also discreetly under your jacket or something. Mm. And then I get inspiration again from uh, from my sister and other photographers that I met. In uh, I put a link into the into the uh, into the outline here with a guy called uh, Zach Arias, uh, who was you know he is today a very big hotshot photographer. But at the time when I met him, he just went broke twice <laughs> <laughs> on his photography. But he has that arty thing that you know. That was his craft. That was what he wanted and did all the mistakes, right? Like, you know, being arrogant and, and, you know, who are you shooting for? I'm shooting for online media for New York Times and blah, blah, blah. And of course, that was just a few pictures. And, you know, he basically also lied to himself for many, many years. Spent way too much money on uh, equipment and gear and thought that would make him a good photographer. And uh, so he went broke a couple of times. and found into the part that you know it is about composition, it's about telling a story, and he is a really yeah. hot shot photographer today and that's that those stories also inspire me a lot um to, to want to try you know I'm not an artist, but I want to still have this dream that maybe one day I will shoot a really, really good picture that you know I will really like, and I will share for the rest of my life. I think I have some of those, but no, I'm not completely satisfied, so that also inspires me to create something right? yeah mm-hmm.
2: and and we all wait for for the next great great, great picture
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: don't we right but you know if you don't if you don't bring your camera, you don't definitely don't take it right so yeah, so, and that's the well, whole thing most of us bring bring a camera
0: all the time, right, but uh. And I think it's also a little bit, if if you're not mentally in the mode of taking pictures, it doesn't matter if you have the camera with you or not.
1: Then you could do snapshots of this and that, and that's all fun, but it's not going to be that really well thought out a photograph. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And And it is, you know, it's not the camera that makes you a good photographer. It's, you know, knowing how to position yourself and get the right light and get the right exposure and mm. right shutter speeds and all that and, and, and that is the craft of it and it is funny that uh, the better you are at the craft the better the chances are for doing some really good stuff right
0: yeah the you chance get a of being lucky block. is higher
1: yeah yeah it you definitely just you know that you know all the buttons on your camera and you know that's why i have my my fuji because it has a very large button i can operate them sleeping almost right or with closed eyes yeah. i know exactly where everything is so i can you know really work with my composition work with my lighting and only take a few pictures even very often the other day i just took one of uh, i was shooting some pictures in the queen's garden uh, you know, just take one picture of that scenery, and then I took some others. But not, you know, being trigger happy on this on this shot. And just oh, it sounds really cool that you're shooting like uh, ten images a second. Uh, uh, that's just not. That's just a waste of space, basically, in my book. Right? Yeah. Now, yeah.
0: There are times when you need when when you need to do it like that, and mm-hmm. that's when you do sport photography, or yes. or there is a bird coming in. Uh, hmm. for landing but the funny yeah. thing is yeah you, you shoot a lot of pictures but you still operate the f- the, the focus manually because the yeah. focus is not fast enough uh, in a way so <laughs> so that's why why you need to to shoot a lot of frames because the bird is in focus like for one or two of those maybe 20 frames you shoot so yeah precisely that's life
4: yeah it is.
0: but I, yeah. I agree I mean you should uh, um in In the past, I think when we used film, um, we always said, "Don't be afraid of taking pictures. That's how you will learn." but now it's it's so easy to take pictures that people just take pictures without thinking, and then there is no learning. So I think uh, that there should be be you know a, a mag- magic balance between taking pictures and actually getting better by actually thinking about what you're doing and. And trying to learn the craft because it is definitely a
1: craft. I mean composition <laughs> like working with composition, really thinking about the composition makes just such a massive difference on your on your photographs, right? That's yeah. That's just how there is some rules and there's a lot of great photographers out there that has actually teached us that this is the right way to do this picture. Yeah.
0: And when you know the rules, you also know when you're allowed to break them.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's the whole thing because of course you can break the rules. Yeah. The thing is you need to know them, then you need to have to break them. Right. And mm-hmm. that would come fantastic photographs out of it. Now, negative space stuff like that is also really interesting. You have this big ocean and you have this little person standing in in the left side of the bottom left of the of the photograph. That's yeah. also very powerful things you can do. But you have to learn it. And it, uh, you know, a big camera with a big zoom lens doesn't really do the trick. If you want to go that way, no, there can be other purposes for doing photography, and that is just like uh, some of that. What you said, Jens, is that I, t- I want to document where I was, how it was, and that's it. Raw pictures, uh, and that's okay. That's fine. That's a really good purpose. But you can also go into the craft of photography, and yeah, and um, and. Teach yourself something there. I mean, that's a, and I have a very persistent sister for some that for some years really was uh, my worst critics of <laughs> <the> photographs. <laughs> and it's really good, but in a constructive way, of course. But but um, that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what about workflows, guys? What is the gear? What is the software? What is uh, what is it that you do, Jens? Currently, it's it's Nikon uh, D five thousand six
2: hundred,
4: yeah,
2: uh, with a the zoom lens uh, eighteen to two hundred millimeters. Previously, I had a, a smaller zoom and a, a larger zoom, but for now I, I was able to to get one uh, combined, and I, for, for for me. It's, it's really, really nice that uh, you don't need to, to change the lens, uh, if, if this situation changes. Um, so, so I'm, I'm really happy about that setup. And, uh, of course, use the iPhone 8 also to, to take pictures, especially indoors and, and when you just need to, to, to bring a, ca- a camera, uh, or to take a, some, some short uh, video. And then I really don't do anything with the, with the pictures I, t- I take. Uh, so, uh, I, I have Affinity Photo and, and the Photo app, but I really almost never use them oh, uh, filters or filters or, or some effects, but we have a really, really good 15 minutes where we showed me some, some, some really good tricks. I, I, I really been thinking that, uh, doing post production, post work on, on, on the pictures, uh, was t- changed the, 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 the pictures too, too much from, from what, what I saw. Uh, but, uh, the way you made some some very s- small but sm- yeah. but and, and s- effective ch- changes to to the pictures uh, have showed me that the uh, I um, for 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 the, the for the good really good pictures uh, it will really be be worth uh, uh, using uh, some additional time uh, to to make a. Very good picture, even better.
1: Because you have some of those, right? You have the, you have the, I was so impressed when I saw the four photographs that I asked you to, to, to select from your, from your, from your library. And you have some, and I was, you know, I would not be able to take my fingers off, you know, the post processing of uh, the big iceberg that you have on Greenland, you know, yeah. that is 10 times the houses right in the back. And, you know, giving that impression that, okay, you know, an iceberg, that's an iceberg. And you can see this massive iceberg. And then you start wondering about, okay, is, is it now that the story with the iceberg is that it's nine times bigger below water? How deep is that water? Because it looks like you're standing right next to it. Right? So it's, uh, you know, it can create really, you know, post processing uh, an image, you know, yeah. uh, can really reveal more, de- more details and all the details are there in the raw files. And uh, so there's this massive amount of detail that you can actually create your own expression of that without, you know, it's not doing Photoshop where you make people's eyes bigger or straighten their nose or whatever. it's not That's not what yeah, we're talking yeah, yeah. about. We talk about subtle adjustments that can really make the story that you want to tell. Yeah, and, and this more, is obvious yes. new, right? Even
0: when we did black and white photos in the dark room, we also did these adjustments, uh, maybe not as advanced, but you you did do different type of development. So if you had an area that was, you know, very very light, um, then maybe you exposed the paper uh, shorter with that time. part uh, and longer for the more dark side. So it's nothing new that you do it, and of course you shouldn't add things into the image uh, in, in my in my thinking no. at least if you're not doing if you're not honest with it. So, I mean, uh, since I'm coming from the nature side, it's a yeah. big no-no to add things into the pictures uh, when it is birds and animals and things, because, you know, what is a true then it's not, and what's
1: not. Yeah, What is it? exactly.
0: So, yeah. so th- that is what, what, what I have in my mind when I say don't add things to it, but definitely adjust, develop the picture. Yeah, yeah.
1: Make your, you know, tell your, what is your impression, what is it that you want to people to notice on this picture. And you have, Jens, just to get back to your four photographs, also this massive iceberg that you have. It looks like it's 200 meters long, and you just have this total uh, reflection in the waters up at Greenland somewhere, where suddenly you have a double iceberg. And, you know, making that iceberg more white instead of the yellow color that you captured really makes it pop somehow. There's, oh, Mm -hmm. this is really big, and you get... Can see white there's balance. a hole in the bottom. White balance stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's so many things you can do, and uh, you know, playing with that uh, photographs like that is a great satisfaction to me. Yeah. Also, when I uh, when I process uh, portraits, um, working with the guy that we talked about on Copenhagen Central uh, twenty minutes ago, putting grain into a black and white picture. Really changes the, uh, the perception of the photographs. It underlines maybe darkness and distress. Somehow it's old, it's rough, it, it, it gives it more a rough, a more rough edge. And that can really, uh, you know, make, make that picture be easier, understand it or be more powerful or more expressive or, yeah. That's what I think yeah. on that. So do more post production.
2: Uh, i definitely yes. do more uh, post production now.
1: You are in for so many good experiences. Yeah. I, I mean you if you that. like it, I mean yeah.
0: not everyone likes to sit there and, and fiddle with it, uh but it, it makes uh,
4: makes pictures pop often. So it's definitely something I can recommend.
2: Yeah, and 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 thinking of doing it for maybe 10 pictures instead of uh, all the pictures you've taken. Absolutely. That uh, makes it also completely Overcoming.
0: accessible. Yeah, mm-hmm. Accessible. Yeah. yeah, it's a handful of pictures that you do it with the
1: ones that you really like. Yeah, yeah, and show the world or your wife or your kids or your family members. Right? That's okay. Or all yeah. of them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Martin, what are you shooting with? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not working right now or is it just the hdmi port it's the same camera Uh, i have a bunch of cameras uh
0: so uh let me put it like this i I will tell you what i have but Mm -hmm. also be aware that i i see myself as in between cameras right now so um like like jens i have a nikon background Mm -hmm. i've used nikon for many 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 years and I have a Nikon D300, and that is, a, by today's standard, a very old camera now. I think it's 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. Mm. Uh, but I, I took a lot of good pictures with that uh, camera. And before that, I had a D80, I think. And before that, I had, just like Jens, a uh, F70 for film mm. uh, taking. So I, I, I'm coming from the Nikon background, and that's also why I have some Nikon glass around or nikon compatible glass yeah
4: Uh,
0: but i'm not using that camera anymore because it's it's old um, but i have you know power grips and everything with it so it's a really it's a good camera
3: Mm.
0: or it was a good camera now it's just an old good camera yeah Uh, my main camera today is actually a canon m50 and that is a small mirrorless um system camera it's and it uses something called uh, an EOS M uh, mount for the lens, but it's also something that seems to be going away. So the, the good thing with this is it's very small, and it is recording in 4K, and it has pretty nice colors and everything. I like it a lot, but it's it's not a future-proof camera, so I, I cannot
1: really invest in glass for it because it's stupid mm. because that is the big cost of changing your camera your house right from one brand to another yeah that is yeah. all the class mm. yeah mm. so this is my
0: and and th- that camera is is the camera i'm gonna use until it dies and then i'm probably gonna move over to sony i also have a sony a6100 which is um you know In line to the M50, but it's a little bit bigger. It uh has a little you know similar recording capabilities. But um I'm gonna probably go with the Sony platform going forward because if you look at the video performance, and I don't want to start a flame war in any way, but when it is the video you're after, Sony is one of the better brands. Um definitely, and I want to have a full frame camera yeah uh because uh, better light and all of this and I also want to be able to record video in raw mm-hmm. so in s-log so I can can uh, color grade and do all of these things uh that I I want to be able to do and I can't do it with any of these cameras so I'm in between cameras I don't know when I will do this um this change it will happen maybe next year Mm. But these are the three cameras I have, and the Canon M50 is my main camera. But I also have an iPhone 12 mini that I actually use quite a lot to take pictures with. Or sorry, not uh, video with. And the reason that is a a good one for me is I have a gimbal that Mm. it works with. So when I want to do moving shots, I can do that without getting too much vibrations and things, it will actually take that away. So it gets, you know, butter smooth, move, uh, moving videos. So I, I used iPhone a lot for that. Um, and in my, my whole setup of, of, of camera gear, I then have a bunch of lenses. I think actually I have the 18, 200 millimeters that you have Jens, as well. Yeah. And I have, uh, this, uh, I think it's an eighty four hundred millimeter uh sigma lens uh it's uh It's not the best in the world, but it's it's okay. a clip lens. uh no, I'm taking some quite good pictures with it um yeah. and I have a Nikon fifty millimeter fixed prisma or lens, and i have some some adapters, one four and two o adapters. And for my Sony camera, I actually only have one lens and that is a something I forgot, but it's a Sigma lens as well um, that corresponds to 35 millimeters. Mm. So that is uh, I use that when I record headshots essentially (laughs) mainly inside the office um, Mm. because a 35 millimeter is the, um, the, the focal length that distorts human features the less least. So mm-hmm. when you're doing uh, close-ups and things like that, it's it's pretty good for that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and I probably have more things around, but that's the uh, the majority of, of the the cameras and gear I have, but uh, it's it's due for, for a for a cleanup at some point. And uh, it's gonna
2: probably gonna be a Sony platform for me. Mm. Yeah. And, and Marcin, it, it's it's also the one you use for for your video, the the cameras.
0: Yeah, I I've used the M50 a lot as my webcam for a long yeah. time, and I, I yeah for for my video taking that this is the cameras I use for sure, yeah. um, and that is the that's also why I go towards the Sony platform, um, because if if um, if I have something to choose between it would be either a canon r5 or something like that or a sony um because they, they those are the best video dslrs out there if yeah. i were into doing photos um i would go back to nikon for sure so uh, but that that is why i i go towards sony um and yes uh you may not agree with that and or you may agree with it but that's how I think and I'm the one going to use the camera so bugger off <laughs> and yeah. I have a bunch of different softwares uh, so, so for, for uh, photos uh, it's Lightroom because it can take the raw formats and I do a lot of development straight in Lightroom and I, before that I actually used an Apple software, Aperture or something? Uh, Aperture, yeah. Is, 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 does exist. it still exist? No, no, no. no. no it doesn't. I, I like that a lot. I liked it more yeah. than Lightroom, but then I moved over to Lightroom at some point. And I use Photoshop, of course, and for for my videos, I also use the uh, Adobe Suite. How about you, Michael? Yeah. Well, I
1: um, I had a bunch of uh, Canon cameras, and I was heavily invested into glass on that. And then, you know, I just stumbled some, I think maybe it's seven years back or something. I stumbled stumbled on the uh, the Fujifilm uh, cameras. As you, uh, I also have a system camera. And there's some advantages to that that I really enjoy. The fact is that when you have a system camera and a mirrorless system camera, you don't, you actually get software updates. So they come with new features and they come with uh, bug fixes on a regular basis, and I never saw that with my Canon. It was so long in between. And that is nice, but the thing I really like with the Fuji is the colors. The colors on the Fuji film series is some of the best that I have ever seen. Just judging from from uh, from raw uh, raw files, it is very rich. And I just, you know, I can't really explain what it is on how they do colors, but I, I just like that feeling I get when I look at the colors and on, on so often, even that I do a lot of black and white.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn so, it. I was just about to say you
1: like the, yeah. the colors of your black and whites. <laughs> yeah. The, yes. But and then again, um, it is, um, I think what it's all about is the ability to capture detail. Right? Mm-hmm. and 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 the way that details are captured because yes I do a lot of uh, black and white photography not always but uh, I do a lot of it and um and I just like it better than what I also like about the the Fuji is that it has some really big buttons one of the things I hate with Nikon and with Canon is that everything is hidden in small uh, discrete buttons and you have to you know on Fuji, on the Fuji, I have three big roll roller buttons that I wear. I can set my ISO, my shutter speed, and uh, and uh, some delays if I want to have that as well. And so everything and that is just so built into my fingers now. I'm never going away, going away from it. And that is also a hallmark of, of Fuji that they have these controls that are really accessible. So I I like it a lot. I have uh, four lenses for it right now. I had some more, but then I also had an XT1, which I gave away to a friend, and that cost me a lens as well. So I have a wide angle, uh, 2.0. I have what will end up to be a 35 millimeters on, on the crop frame that I have on 1.4. And then I have a, uh, what will end up to be a 50 millimeter, uh, 1.2 lens. And I can do everything I want with those four. I almost never use the big uh, zoom that I have, which
2: is, what is it, uh, 1655. And you, only need, and you need almost no lights to, to take the pictures. Exactly. And when I'm down to
1: 1.2, you know, I, I, uh, there's only one thing that can do night photography better, and that is my uh, iPhone 13 Pro Max, which is really strong in night photography as well. And I went to hike. When I do hikes and uh, with, with the scouts, very often, you know, you sit at the at the campfire, and that uh, goes out, and then you see this big universe on top of your head, and you can make some amazing pictures with the uh, with the iPhone in night photography mode. I'm really happy with it. Uh, so, yeah, and that's where all the computational computational photography comes in, right? Because of course if you if you photograph the stars and the universe and all that, it actually moves, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and <laughs> it does, luckily. Um and and uh, and you know the computational part of it is that they really can track those movements and it makes it into a pitch sharp uh night photography mm. that you can do on that and, and you can zoom a lot and it's still sharp. That's just about the only thing I use for, except that you know, snapshots and, but night photography. I really prefer my iPhone. Actually, it's better. But Michael, your
0: your Fuji camera is that a full frame or is it an APS-C sensor? In that, it's an
1: APS-C. It's a crop yeah. sensor. Yeah, yeah. And that was a big trade-off when I went away from the Canon Canon US Five, because that was a full frame sensor. But uh, I don't care. It's not that important for me. I have yeah. the most fantastic system camera I can get. There's some advantages to that, I don't have a mirror, um, um, a mirror in, my, uh, in my camera. And I just, I'll, I'll bring it next time. I'll see you. You can try to shoot with it. It's, it, it does pretty amazing things.
0: No, I'm, I mean, it's uh, when, when I did a lot of, of nature or bird photography, the they crop in the APS-C a is, is something good, right? yeah it is and because you get a little bit closer for free yeah now i'm I'm not on the long lenses anymore, or I don't use the long lenses that much no. anymore, no. so then it's more into I want more light into the sensor and have a bigger sensor, so for me it makes makes sense or it, it
1: becomes interesting to look at a full frame again, But we'll see. Yeah, but and there's but there's so many, you know, it and this is also when you when you make an investment into a a real camera, and I still think that the real camera has a big role to play in photography. Really. I don't, I don't uh, an iPhone will never be enough for my for the, the things I want to do with the with photography. Um but there are so many things you need to consider. When you want to you know settle on a brand and a camera and all those, I mainly use uh, a fixed lens, so I only have one zoom that I don't use, so I have these uh, these uh, fixed lens sensors where I can take a lot of light into
4: that as well. so that's what I do. So, guys, uh, it was a good discussion so far about photography, but
0: <laughs> time flies when you have fun, right? So uh, I think let's uh, let's shut this up in, into two chunks and we'll continue talking about photography in a part two shortly. But before we end
4: today's episode, um, Michael, what is the
1: next photo project you want to do? I want to photograph Ukrainian immigrants and their life situation in Denmark. That's what I want to do. Cool. When? What's the next action? The <laughs> next action is to find out where they live. And, but that's not, you know, that's. Uh, I, but I really want to identify a few and follow them for, for some time, maybe follow them for half a year. And meet them now and then, and see you know how their life unfolds in this uh, very new and different country for those people. Right, they're in yeah. for a massive change. So that's uh, that's a project that I'm that I'm looking into. It will take some, you know, it needs to hurt a little bit before I get that really good idea, like we talked about with Patrick. But but I think that's my next uh, photography project. Hmm? What about you, Martin? What is your next next video video project? Yeah,
0: My next video project is... uh, I'm actually going to do a short one because Monday next week, uh, the family, we will go on canoes and kayaks Mm. out on a lake and then we'll sleep on an island. Uh, So that's going to be the project to actually document that and try to get a story of that. It's probably nothing that will ever be published for anyone, but that's... um, the challenge would be to, uh, to make a story of it and to, to document it in a nice way in video format, of course.
1: What about you, Jens? Do you have a project? Or are you going
2: fully into post, uh, post-production? post No. I'm, uh, I'm, I will go scouting to see <clears throat> if I can find places in the neighborhood where I can sit and wait. Uh, uh, and when I... Get to borrow the nice stuff from Martin, I'll,
3: <laughs> yeah. I'll
2: be closer to all the birds I would love to to see. So um, I'll go scouting. So I, I, I know where, where where I'm going to to sit and wait and wait. Cool, excellent, good stuff, guys.
0: Uh, interesting to to see your different perspective on photography. And um, looking forward to speak to you guys again in a little bit and see if you acted on your your uh, photographic uh, wish list or your photographic experience that you want to, to make.
2: Visiting uh, him and his museum uh, up, up north, uh, really see what 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 you can do when you walk around that, that magnif- 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 magnificent, uh, magnificent, magnificent, magnificent. This fantastic area, yes, <laughs> magnificent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. try uh, to say it, so I can magnif- <laughs> magnif- magnificent Magnificent, <laughs> <No>. yeah, magnificent. <laughs> But that's a dr- that's
4: a drug test for you exactly. <laughs>